Jomoso come ladies and gentlemen feel me yep god that is Tasha Cobbs that is a wonderful message we need to be filled by the holy spirit by the power of god my name is Jitajon Bosco by the grace of god heart of Washington national ministry africa that's the ministry that god has entrusted us with and we are here to praise the living god and to glorify him by his mercies and grace it has been really a long week and from monday up to sunday or from sunday up to saturday <laughs> tomorrow is a sunday everyone is preparing for <clears throat> for the mini for the ministry people are preparing to go for worship and praise some people just remember that on sunday is the only day or the only time that they can be in the presence of god but <laughs> We believe that every day and every time you can be in the presence of God and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, you're most welcome the evening podcast. And really, this is the number one podcast listened to over the world, uh, Heart of Worship. And I'm going to pray as we are starting off by the grace of God. We thank the living God. The only thing that we can do is all about praying unto God for his mercy and his love. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pray as we are starting off. Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for loving us, giving us hope, and really um, leading us in each and everything that we are doing. We know that we are unable to do most of things without you. That's why we need you. That's why we pray that may you lead us, may you be with us, may you guide us in each and everything that we are doing in this life so that we can really, really be kind of people that are bring glory and honor to your name. We thank you for loving us every day and every time. We pray for those who are challenged. We pray for those that are fasting in different, passing through different challenges and problems that may you really give them hope so that they can make it even next time. The those that are facing misfortunes, ladies and women in, in labor wards that are facing miscarriages, Father, we pray for them, that may you encourage them and may you give them hope by your grace, Father, King of glory. And there are so many people that are passing through different kinds of uh, problems and challenges, but we pray that may you, King of glory, Father, lead them giving them hope, leading them, and your mercies to be always upon them by the grace of God. We want to thank you, and we want to give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You're most welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start the service. a place where mercy reigns and never dies there's a place where streams of grace flow deep and wide I've ever found come 
The cross indeed is a very, very great work. Today is a Saturday and it's the 17th of December. People are preparing to enter into the Christmas season and I know everyone is excited of enjoying Christmas and really, <laughs> I know what it means by Christmas. Anyway, people, that's when they remember to go to church, most especially in Catholic uh, faith. I remember those days, you go to church on Christmas, that's when you get the best growth and, that is, and, and so on, all those things. But <laughs> sometimes... I wonder how really we had uh, the theology concerning such. And one thing I know is that Christmas is all about celebrating Jesus' birthday. And I think it can be celebrated any time because no one has the specific time when Jesus was born. But of course, since the world made such kind of a setting, of course we have to go with that and uh, just to have together with other believers and the purpose of that is to have or to grasp these people and they got to know Christ. So we get gospel conversations even this season. We get gospel conversation during this season, during this time when we are these people. So it's not so 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 such uh, so much uh, a big deal that it's supposed to put people on tension just because of Christmas or so on. But what is so very, very important is all about uh, knowing who Christ is. Is Christ born in your life in this Christmas season? And that's when really you need to take it to be a very, very, very great, important moment and a great time to be in the presence of God. Another thing that I would like to talk about is going to be an appreciation for each and everybody that has supported in ministry, camps and missions. Thank you so much. I know it's not easy most of times. When whenever people talks about money, it's such a very, very, very tricky thing, and people are not sometimes ready and really. <laughs> others they fear. Some people they think of a lot of things. I know we have a lot of responsibilities when it comes to money. Yeah, you have this plan, and pastor is telling you it has support this ministry, and yet you have children, you have your family, you have husbands, wives, so you you feel like things are very really are very tight. You think about it, and you start saying, "But pastor is not merciful. For real, we are struggling. We are having all these requirements, but pastor is." <laughs> Let pastor be really very, 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 very sincere. Of course, I'm very sincere, but sometimes really nothing to do with that because when will every problem end? Problem will never end. Problems, challenges, and situations will never end. The only thing we can do that the small we have is what we can really, really use uh, to bless the Lord by supporting his people. There is a scripture in the book of Jacob, in the book of uh, Je- uh, uh, James, yeah, that is James. Yeah, in the book of James, the scripture says that the, that God does not know any other religion in this world. The only religion that God believes in is to help the poor and meeting the needs of the needy. So, if you want to be religious, God would like you to be religious to help the poor, to help the needy. And I was so shocked. 
because i thought religion could be maybe i'm a catholic i'm a what no the bible says the only religion that god believes in and knows is to help the poor why because you can never stop helping the poor and you can never stop helping the needy those people need you and they need your support not because that they like in the situation they are in no one ever liked to be in such a situation no one ever liked to be poor no one ever liked to be a needy person that's why they need you so when you support really you are saving lives of people you're bringing hope in the lives of people you're bringing a very great hope and this i'm continuing to discover it from the bottom of my heart and based on experience because i have traveled and i have seen so many people just giving someone a shot feels as if you have given someone god my friend never get out of supporting and helping the poor and the needy and the bible says such a person is a very good person and and my friend you can never lack even where you feel like that you're lacking it's just because you don't see how many times and how much god has given you to survive in life and i've been talking to people in a whatsapp group and i told them that really there's some there's something that you need to discover for you you can even manage to hold 10000 a month but people are spending the whole month without holding even a single 500 thank god for what you have help people with what you have it will be a very very great thing in life yeah i won't go much there and i would just request um Maria Goet you can call again please feel free I know you've been calling I've tried here to allow you in but maybe the for, the, the 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 network has not allowed you to pass through straight away but you can keep on trying by the grace of God ladies and gentlemen let me come back just in a shortly indeed jesus is faithful in our lives we need to believe that ladies and gentlemen yes thank you so much for everyone for joining may god bless you so much and really really we glorify the living father just a few of some few snaps and let's just look into the book of uh, uh, psalms and that is chapter 142 verse 5 yes Yes that is no 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 that is Psalms Psalms 16 and verse 
It says that. No, 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 no. It's very sorry. It is Psalms 112 and verse 5. It says that a good man shows favor and lends. He will guide his affairs with direction. We are asked by God to have a giving spirit. When we give freely, we do not lose anything. For the things of this earth will fade. But the goodness of generosity is stored up in the kingdom of heaven. This is what the Bible says in Psalms 112 verse 5. Again, finding joy, living the gospel. How do you find your joy in living the gospel? And here we are talking about Philippians chapter 4 from verse 4 up to 7. How do I find joy? Living the gospel. How do you find joy in living the gospel? For me, living the gospel brings peace and I find joy in that. The gospel asks us to be people of forgiveness and mercy. People who think more about others than about themselves. The more we follow the path of Jesus, the more contentment and joy are in our lives. By the more we become stingy and we don't want to support the gospel and we don't want to preach the gospel in other words we are not contributing on the expansion of God's kingdom ladies and gentlemen as children of God we need to work together at spreading the gospel to the entire world the little influence that you have can make a lot of impact in changing people's lives. No one, no one in this world that can do what you can do. It's God that has given you the grace to do all things that you're doing right now for the contribution in spreading the gospel to the entire world. How do you find joy? How do you live the gospel? You can only live the gospel and you can only find joy in living the gospel bringing peace and find joy in it. The gospel that asks you to forgive people and having mercy to people who think about others than themselves. If we are to preach the gospel to the entire world, if we are to bring hope in the lives of our fellow members, we need to think about them. We need to have a heart of peace and we feel free even to share with what we have to the rest of people. The more we feel like we want to just satisfy ourselves is the more we are letting God's kingdom to be thin. Yet God's plan is all about expanding his kingdom and he's using you and I. The money that you have, the properties that he has given to you, it's like a parent who can give a child something to eat and afterwards the parent says, please give me some. Because he wants to see, are you really generous? You have to be generous. You have to be a person who is really feeling merciful to the people that are suffering, the needy. Sometimes people are thinking in a different way. Yes, I know there are people who are already doing things in a wrong way. There are people that you have entrusted with your money and they have not handled your money well. But that, is it going to stop you funding and helping people 
from the situation that they are in. I've been giving a testimony that just one shot has changed someone's life. Someone prays for you all kinds of prayers just because of one shirt, one trouser, just one pair of shoes. Recently, people gave me money and I managed to get some pairs, pairs of shoes. Finding a village kid walking around on the, on the village streets but doesn't have what to put on. They don't know even what, what, they don't know even what is called a shoe. Simple, they don't know what is called a sandal. For you wake up in the morning, you go in a supermarket, you go in a shop, you go in a window, you go in different markets, or maybe in a boutique, you choose for any cloth that you want, you choose any shoe you want, even you feel like these sandals are no longer working out, now I need to get other sandals. But these people, they know nothing. Giving them just the sandals, they feel like it's a very, very great pleasure for them. And they give, they pray for you. I've been seeing people praying for you. I've been seeing people praying for you. Can we really extend this and helping out people? Can we extend this helping out people? The gospel asks us to be people of forgiveness and mercy. People who think more about others than about ourselves. The more we follow the path of Jesus, the more contentment and joy are in our lives. Jesus was a perfect example in spreading the gospel. When they were hungry, he fed them. When they didn't have what to put on, he managed to give them ways of how they can access what to put on. From Genesis, God was merciful, and one of the, the signs the, the sign that showed God is mercy, it was to make clothes for Adam and Eve when they discovered themselves that they were naked. God came calling them that, Adam, where are you? And they responded that when we had you coming, we hid ourselves because we discovered that we were naked. Now, I may not go deep in a story or in the meaning of why they were naked. Of course, everyone knows that they had sinned before God. They had eaten the forbidden fruit. But I want to bring you the point that God was merciful even when they had uh, sinned. Which lesson do we learn from that? God would have been so annoyed and maybe destroyed them and so on. But he has told us here that we need to be, the gospel asks us to be people of forgiveness, that we have to forgive. We must have mercy to the people who are in need, to the people who are, in, in, who are needy. So Jesus is a perfect example, even from his father, God. From the book of Genesis, when he made the clothes for Adam and Eve, what we call tunics. John the Baptist, when he was preaching in the wilderness, calling people to be baptized and be forgiven their sins through the baptism, there is something again he mentioned that exactly connecting to what Christ Jesus was speaking about or what Jesus Christ did in his ministry. They asked him a question that what should we do? We are sinners. And John the Baptist touched one of the men and he said these words. That the one who is having two tunics. Now tunics are clothes. Some people call it a kanzu. 
Now, there are two points we need to get here, or we need to grasp from here. John the Baptist knows that whoever has crosses that, may you give some. But if you have two, just give one out. In other words, God knows your status of income, knows your status of profits, knows your status of living, knows even the standard of your living. He does not need much from you. Just a person having two clothes that you give one out to a person who doesn't have. God doesn't need you to give out your millions and millions. Not even a thousands. But just the little you have, you share to the needy and to the poor. Now, we have a strategy as a ministry that whenever we go for the gospel preaching, this is the thing, these are the things that we go with. And these things always make a great impact in the lives of people. People end up with they have gotten saved. People end up have given their lives to Jesus, not because of the clothes that you have given them, no. But clothes and these properties that we give them, they bring hope. Again, these properties, they, they, they bring what we call happiness. They bring a smile. Someone who gets moved. Someone who hears the gospel and feels like loves Jesus. Someone didn't, some people, they sleep without eating. But this is the moment that always they have and they enjoy Christ. They get motivated by what we have given them. Therefore, the gospel asks us to be people of forgiveness and mercy. People who think more about others than ourselves. The more we follow the path of Jesus, the more contentment and joy are in our lives. We can't always be happy. We are going to be challenged in so many ways. Today you've made profits. Tomorrow you may not reach your expectation. Does it mean that you're going to give up? Does it mean that now the world has ended? Does it mean that now you have to leave everything? No way. There will always be sadness in our lives. We can't escape it. Challenges are going to be there. We can't escape them. Problems are going to happen. We can't escape them. There is no time that we are going to see or we wait that is going to be smooth all over. Today you experience happiness Tomorrow it's going to be sadness. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 reminds us that everything has its own time. There is a time when you were born. And there is a time that you're waiting for your death. And no one knows. There is a time you had nothing. But there is a time now you have something. You have a job you're working. You have a house where to sleep. You have a house where to rent. You have a place where to do all your things. You didn't have a business. Now you have a business. There is a time for everything. Now if you do not remember, and if you don't fix out all these things in your mind to know that God is great in your life, you will never understand it forever. You need to come back and understand who God is in your life. The little that he has enabled you to have, share it with the rest of people that he allocates you to do so. 
support people preach the gospel in any way you may not go with many missions and other people you may not go with many so many other missions and uh, maybe gospel preachings and so on but what you have the cloth that you give out to help people the money that you invest in to preach the gospel that you give to the evangelists that you give to the pastors that they can organize all these missionary journeys my friend you're doing a very very great job we cannot do the same work over us you can't be a businessman you a pastor you a doctor you a teacher you a what no everyone who has an office everyone who has a position everyone who has a poly, a talent everyone is given a different gift now when these gifts come together that's when they make a very great impact in the lives of people god has blessed you with the work you work and you give to the evangelists or to the gospel preachers or to the pastors and teachers of god's word they go and they spread the gospel you have made your contribution you have made your contribution you have played your part not everyone that is going to go in the field but you can support with your money to support those that are going through the field at the same time it is a vice versa pastors you have to learn this pray for people when they support your ministry or when they support god's work pray for them pray for their businesses that is their position and that is their gift god has called them to support god has called them to do that way as god has called you to go in a field and you preach the gospel on the site god has blessed them and has called them to support so that you can reach in different fields to preach the gospel ladies and gentlemen we can't always be happy there is no time which is stable today you're crying tomorrow you're laughing no time that is stable every time there are challenges struggles and there is relief but we have hope in Christ Jesus he told us that whatever we are doing we are doing it in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit colossians reminds us that in in chapter 3 verse 17 that whatever we do we do it in the father in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit he has called us to preach the gospel in all ways he has called us to preach god's word in everything that is the task that we have over us though we are working though we are doing what through the support through everything that we are doing we are contributing on the spreading of the gospel to the entire world there are so many people even in the country where you come from just look around the village where you come from look around on the foreign countries where you went to work those that are working in the middle east are those people all saved no they have even their religion they are saying for them they are muslims they are saying that they are muslims others are uh, protestants others are catholics so there is a need for the spreading of the gospel christians are in iraq iraq is a very dangerous country 
that does not even believe and accept the gospel to be preached. And once they get to know that you are preaching the gospel, the only penalty they give you, they just kill you then and then, instantly. But there are missionaries that have risked to go there. And they are doing God's work. They are doing the job. What is your job who have remained is to support them when they are there. In terms of transport, feeding, and accommodation, and also other things that are needful. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a moment that we need to wake up and we stop the things of saying, now this and this and this. We should stop complaining. There is no stable time. Not every day that is going to be happy time. Challenges are going to be there. But again, I want, to, I want to tell you that we have hope in Christ Jesus. That even if we die in Christ, we have hope that we shall resurrect for eternal life. We need heaven. We need eternal life. Secondly, we will get sick. We will lose people we love. We will be betrayed. And eventually, we will face our own deaths. You can see the kind of world that we are living in. No happiness every time. No. We will get sick. You find yourself when you're sick. You find yourself when, when you have diseases. But what does it call for? It is faith that we have in Christ Jesus that helps us to overcome all these challenges and problems in life. You can never be justified forever and ever. Always these things are happening to check on your faith, to check on your trust in Christ Jesus, and even the devil is against you, doing all his best, such that you can be distracted with him. Because he knows he's already having his pen out. And that is hell. Eternal fire. And I would like to remind you, my dear fellow minister of God, and all the followers of Christ, and those that are listening to me right now, I repeat this so many times, and let me repeat it again. Hell, hell never made for human beings. Hell was made for Satan. It is a penalt. It is a punishment for Satan. Even Satan knows that already his judgment is done. He knows where he's going. That's why he's doing all his best to see that he can drag you into his tricks and you end up getting, going to hell. So hell was not made for people. And therefore I'm telling you, Anyone to go in hell, any human being, any person to go in hell, it is by your choice. It is by your choice. Therefore, you can guard your life. You can really allow your life to be transformed by Christ. You follow Christ. You believe in him wholly. And you live a Christ-like life. As you're waiting for the eternal life. Hell was not made for people. It was made for Satan. Therefore, for you to go to hell, it is your choice. Who are those that are going to hell? Those that do not believe in Christ Jesus. 
believe in Christ Jesus and you escape the wrath of God. That you escape the hell, that eternal fire. But we shall live with Christ Jesus in heaven and celebrate the wedding with him at his return. We will get sick. We will lose people. We love that we love. We will be betrayed. The people that you have trusted in life and they have betrayed you, you feel like you are being betrayed. There are people that you love and they have left you. Right now you are on this earth. There are people that you loved so much. Your parents, your mom, your dad, your brethren, your siblings, anyone, your friends. They left you. They died. And you buried them. Now what next? You're waiting for your turn. And that you cannot remove it. It is already there. It is happening. It is a process. It is already what we are experiencing because that's how the world is. God gives us hope just through giving us his son, Christ Jesus, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And he repeats this in, in John chapter 3, verse 16, that that's how he loved the world. He loved you and I, that he gave his life for our sake, to forgive our sins. He took away our sins. Now the only task that for us we have is to believe in him. You find people in villages. You find people in different nations. When they are suffering, when they are passing through different kind of problems, when they are really they are depressed, they don't know what to do. You preach to them the gospel and they feel that the hope has come to them. Giving them what to put on. They feel that hope has come to them. But what brings that hope? Who forces us to go and meet them? Who sends us to go and meet them? That is Christ Jesus because he's demanding us to preach his gospel. He's demanding us to go and spread his word. And through spreading his word, we are doing all those things. Giving these people what to put on, what to eat, what to wear, what to do, where to sleep. And my prayer is I want to reach on an extent whereby I can find a person who is bad love and I can build for that person a house. Where to stay? People are sleeping in papyrus houses. People are sleeping in Leeds houses. People are walking naked. Not because that they are promoting homosexuality. Not because they are promoting prostitution. Not because that they are promoting sexuality or all obscene things. No! But just because of the situation. You as a Christian that God has enabled and has given you all the resources. How, what have you used that resources for? And how have you used your influence to make an impact in the lives of people for transformation and change so that they can come back to Christ and they get saved for eternal life? Those are the questions that God is going to ask us. We are going to be asked those questions. How did we use our influence? How did we use our resources? The little money we have, the little attires we have, the little clothes we have, the little anything we have. 
how have we used it to influence others to be motivated to come to Christ? The only way that we can tell people is that Christ Jesus died for us and our sins are forgiven. Therefore, our Lord is to believe in him and following him, living a life that he lived. And that is a holy life. Waiting on his coming back to take us into eternal life. What have you done? Ask yourself, wherever you are, what have you done? When you sit in a taxi, when you sit in a car, with other people, what do you do? Do you just feel ashamed? Do you just focus on your programs that you're going to finish up? Won't you try at least to say anything in that taxi or in that border border guy that you're that is that rides you or that is riding you? Can you imagine people traveling long hours and you can't even utter out any word of of, of salvation to people? In a way, when you're walking, how many people do you stage and you talk to them about Christ? How far have you really advertised your Christ to other people in your village, in your district, in your country, in your nation, in your continent, wherever that you live? The more we follow the path of Jesus, the more contentment and joy are in our lives. That's why I normally say that the only way for us to be independent as Christians is to be dependent on Christ Jesus. We can't always be happy. There will always be sadness in our lives. We can't escape it. And I tell you, we, sh we shall get sick, but Jesus will heal us. We shall lose people we love. Jesus will comfort us. We will be betrayed. Jesus will never betray us. We shall face our own deaths. Again, Jesus will resurrect us. You see, all these things. When we get sick, Jesus heals us. When we lose people we love, Jesus comforts us. He said that I will not leave you as orphans. I'm going to live with you the helper, the comforter. And that is the Holy Spirit. The only thing is to understand the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives that is always there to comfort us, encouraging us, giving us hope, telling us, don't worry, you are strong, you can make it, you can pass through there, you can win this, you can do this. My friend, once we make the Holy Spirit our friend, we are going to enjoy this life, I'm telling you, and even life to come. That even if we are betrayed, Jesus comforts us, and tells us, never be worried, I will never leave you. I will never betray you. Though he was betrayed by Judas Iscariot, but again he, he overcame. How many times have we done that to Christ? How many times have we betrayed Christ? But he has stayed being really faithful in our lives. We should recognize all those privileges that we have in life as Christians and even as we extend merciful and peaceful ways, we be merciful and forgiving to other people. But because we are people of faith, yes, because we are people of faith, there can always be joy. The joy that comes from knowing we are not alone. 
Once you know in this life that you are not alone, the Holy Spirit is with you. My friend, as a person of faith, we shall always be with joy in Christ Jesus. That death is not the end, but the beginning. The beginning of eternal life won for us by Jesus. Death is not the end. That's why I've told that even if we die, we have the privilege as Christians that we shall resurrect at the return of Christ Jesus. We shall resurrect with him. And this, the death is just the beginning and the beginning of the eternal life that Christ has won for us. Soon, we're already here for Christmas. And Christ has born in our lives. So, my dear friends, as we are enjoying the music for Christmas, as we are enjoying all the foods that we are going to eat, just know that the great thing and the most important thing in your life is all about Christ Jesus being in your life. Being in your life. <laughs> ah, you line up your trees, you walk around, you decorate, you make all kinds of lights everywhere, and so on. But just know, Christmas Day is just a, a probably a very happy day for you, for me, and for all those people in life. Amen. 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 <laughs> Therefore, the blessing of knowing that we are redeemed, the blessing of knowing just how much God loves us, these and many more give us a joy that lasts long after the, de the decorations are put away. So where will you find joy in this season of Christmas? Let's pray. Gracious God, you sent your son to let us know the joy that comes from the gift of salvation won for us by Jesus. Help us to remember always to give you thanks and praise for your great love for us. We pray that you continue to guide us and lead us in each and everything that we are doing. And without you that we cannot really win in this life. We really need you, Father. You're such a loving king. You're such a loving Father. So many times, Father, we lose it just because we don't know what to do. Even if those two people are the cross, one never understood you, one understood you. And the one that believed in you was given even the privilege that you were to be with him in the paradise of your father. And the other, of course, lost even his eyes just because of arrogance and despising of your grace. Father, we pray that may you continue giving us what we call the grace and power to stand firm, knowing how great you are in this life and even discovering that, Father, without you we cannot even survive. Help us always to continue understanding that the only way for us to be independent as Christians is to be dependent on you as the Father that loves us for eternity. You remind us in in the book of John chapter 3 and verse 36, that whoever believes in you 
has eternal life. But whoever does not believe in you does not have eternal life but death because does not believe in the Son of God. And the wrath of God is upon that person. Father, we pray that you continue to give us hope and encourage us always to know that you are the only hope that we have in this world and the only victory that we can really embrace in our lives. People have betrayed us. People have disappointed us. People really have let us down. But we thank you that you never betrayed us and you never let us down. Even Adam, when they hid themselves after hearing you coming, again you were, you were merciful and you called upon them. I remember even the generation of Israel, you did the same. You remind us telling them that when they shall come back to you, you shall come back to them. We are here also. We have come back to you. Forgive us for each and every kind of sin. Forgive us for any trespass. Forgive us for anything that we've done that is not proper. We want to appreciate you. We give you praise. We glorify you and magnify you. Because you're such a wonderful God and you never let us down. We appreciate your love. We appreciate your strength. We appreciate your mercies. We appreciate your protection. I pray for each and everyone that is listening right now that may you continue to guide them and lead them to the right path as you like them to walk. The only thing that we pray that Father, our hearts to be contented in your joy. We have discovered that the only peace comes in the contentment of, depend, of dependence on you. Father, we depend on you and we are contented in you. We want to follow you for the rest of our lives as your people. We thank you so much because you're loving Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, King of Koli. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You came down on earth and gave your life as a ransom for my sins. You are the reason I live today. You've set me free. And I am free indeed. Thank you. I was staying. Yes, thank you so much for following tonight, for being live. I want to extend my sincere appreciations to Esther Namazi. Maria Goretti, Arnold, thank you so much. Pastor Quiz, thank you so much. Chris Jr., thank you so much for joining tonight. May God bless you so, so much. God is too faithful. Thank you so much for joining. Um, I can see Patrick uh, Takpete. Thank you so much for joining tonight. Teacher Wilson, may God bless you. Ako Esi, uh, Sinu Ella Chilabo, thank you so much for joining tonight. May God bless you. Blessed Tina. Yeah, may God bless you so much. <laughs> of course, I talked about you, Maria Goethe and Lock Arnold and the rest of people. Thank you so much for uh, really, really join. Um, thank you so much for really tuning in uh, tonight. Someone is saying that they're not hearing me. Are you sure? But I hear you. <laughs> 
Anyway, may God bless you so much. Let's meet uh, next week on Monday. May God protect you in the name of Jesus. May God bless you. Pastor Quez. <laughs> Let's meet on Monday. <laughs> uh, Maria Goethe, let's meet on Monday. Look, Arnold, let's meet on Monday. Guys, I love you so much. Please, let's continue to serve in all ways we can make it by God's grace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.